Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nate Moore with another series on our podcast of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm live in Austin, Texas today with my friend Dave Gans. Dave's forgotten more about MGMA data than the rest of us will ever know. Welcome, Dave. Tell us a bit about yourself and let's get started. Hi, Nate. Uh, glad to have the opportunity to talk with you today. Uh, as Nate said, I'm Dave Gans, a Senior Fellow uh, for Industry Affairs at the Medical Group Management Association. And I've had the opportunity um, since I was in graduate school, literally, of working with MGMA and the data MGMA collects and we uh, consolidate and publish, looking at medical groups, uh, cost efficiency, their operating costs, uh, as well as what's happening with physician compensation and productivity. So I've had a very good opportunity to look at what trends we're seeing more recently in the data. And I think we're seeing some interesting things. We were talking about some of that, Dave, and some of the things you're seeing around primary care and physician productivity, hospital settings, some of those kind of things. Tell us what you're seeing in the data. Well, uh, the popular conception has been that doctors who are employed as part of a hospital system are less productive than their peers in private practice. And I think this belief is rooted in which previous fact but we're seeing it, I think we're seeing a change. I'm looking at the data most recently from MGMA surveys, and I think we're seeing a landmark shift what's happening, for, at least now in primary care. We may even see it later in some of the specialties. But doctors in hospital systems are actually more productive as measured in work RVUs than their, than their peers who are in the private sector. What do you think is driving that, Dave? What's, what's driving this productivity shift? Well, my, I, my belief is that, uh, you know, that, well, first we have to think about why would the popular conception of doctors and hospital systems being less productive? Uh, what's, what is driving that? Well, I think what we, what, what, the, what occurred is that in the late 1990s, we saw a major wave of the acquisition by hospitals and health systems of physician groups. And they hired doctors, they put them on a straight salary because that was convenient. And the doctors uh, did not have that incentive to actually work any harder than they needed to because they had, they were at a straight salary. Whether they worked harder or less or le- were worked less, it didn't matter because their compensation was fixed. Well, we've seen over the last 20 years major changes as health systems realize the importance of having professional management in their medical groups. They've hired professional managers, uh, executives who had previous experience in the private sector who brought similar incentives to to their physician groups in the hospitals systems as they had in the private sector. They shifted the methodology how their doctors are compensated. They move from being straight salary and a fixed amount to setting a market salary that is uh, productivity or incentive-based. Typical compensation methods for hospital systems today are using work RVUs or other uh, production uh, metrics. And if the doctor works at the goal of typically set about the median for work RVUs, they will, the doctor's compensation will meet the market goal. But if they work harder, they'll earn more. So what we're seeing is that we're now seeing similar incentives that the private sector has had for years, which is the harder you work, 
the greater the revenue of the practice with their fixed costs being mostly covered, that the doctor's compensation goes up considerably if they work harder and are more productive. Same thing we're now seeing in the hospital systems, especially in primary care, that the doctors in hospitals are actually more productive and recording uh, more work RVUs than doctors in primary care specialties in the private sector. Now, I think there's another reason occurring here that in the private independent practice, the doctors have other responsibilities. They ha they're distracted from their day-to-day -day work of their patients because they also have management roles. You know, they have to work with their administrative staff, you know, and, and have, you know, they have additional meetings before work, after work, taking time away potentially from patient service in order to manage their organization because they have to be they're the owners as well as the production function for that medical group so it, they're distracted they have other responsibilities that even though they have the incentive to work they can't be they cannot see as many patients as a doctor with less distractions and my stereotype, Dave, is, well, there's this bureaucracy in the hospital system, and you got the, that's the a compensating distraction on the other side. How does that work? Well, okay, health systems, as I said, have gotten much more sophisticated in how they manage their doctors. Typically, they were, they'll set the physicians up as a separate enterprise in the health system uh, that, so they can isolate the, the, the physician group and have its own management They'll have a, a medical uh, director, chief medical officer, physician CEO, as well as the chief administrative officer. So it be, now becomes the role and responsibility of these executives to address the needs of the group at the health system level, reporting potentially to the s senior vice president for operations in the health system would be an example. You know, but if you ha but the doctors can focus their attention on care of the patients and be providing medicine, and not be distracted by having to do management roles. And they got somebody else to do it for them, and to cut through the bureaucracy and and to understand the bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. That's the other the other element because again, if a physician is really focused on their patients, they may not understand how the health system bureaucracy functions. They know what they want. They know what they you know what what the, what the outcome is, but they don't understand necessarily the process that you have to go through to 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 get everything that the doctor needs, and that's why they have that their administrative staff to to do that functions for them. Let the doctor focus on medicine, focus on the care of the patients, focus on being productive. We were talking earlier about kind of some of the trade offs of the employed model versus running your own shop, and and. Instead of using a, a word like satisfaction or physician satisfaction or whatever, the word you used was joy, joy <laughs> in practicing medicine. Tell me a little bit about that and what, what you're seeing. Well, well again, uh, so much of my of what I see are their observations. You know, in other words, are is medicine fun? I mean, doctors, their careers uh, have focused on be on care of patients, and if we talk to a physician. Almost always, they talk about the the joy of medicine, that they they like their job, you know, or they used to like their job because they're so concerned about being burnt out. They work so hard and for so long, and they're feeling such pressure 
that they're, they're losing the fun of being a physician. So you hear about so many organizations looking at how, what can they, what can the organization do to benefit the physicians who are their providers and or some cases their owners? How can they insulate that doctor from the, from the, the hard work, not of medicine, but the hard work of administration? Of and, payers. Of, of payers. The, uh, deal with insurers. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with contracts? How do you deal with the problems of getting a patient authorized for the care that the doctor knows the patient needs, but you have a pre-authorization requirement that somebody has to take care of? Well, in a well-run practice, they have administrative staff to do that. They have the nursing staff who are familiar with the requirements for the, for the various insurers to make sure that the patients have the, the appropriate prescription drugs, the patients have the appropriate procedures so they can benefit the care of the patient. Let the doctor practice medicine and not have to d- deal with the insurance company. A good practice can do that. Bring back the, f- the enjoyment of being able to care for patients and seeing the benefit of the doctor's skills. So if I'm in private practice and I've decided I don't want to be employed for whatever reason, I don't want to deal with the bureaucracy or I like running my own practice or whatever it is, what kind of primary care practice do to have a, have similar results, to catch up, if you will, to what you're seeing in the data. They used to be more productive. Now they appear to be less productive. If I'm in primary care, what can I do to catch back up? Well, first off, I think having a good administrative staff, hiring professional administrators, hiring nursing staff who not only have good nursing skills, but also have the understanding of nursing administration and how to, how to address care coordination for the patients, how to address what's important to the insurers, the, re- the requirements that, uh, that oftentimes insurance companies have to be able to, to provide the care the patient's needs. So you hire good staff, knowledgeable. They will do that work. Let the doctor focus on medicine. And maybe run a similar compensation plan that's RVU-based so that doctors who yeah. want to work harder are rewarded. And- well, that's right. Also, you know, even though I mentioned that what we see in the data are that physicians who are part of health systems are more productive, okay, doctors who are in independent uh, practice, even though they're less productive, actually have higher compensation levels than the doctors in the, in the, in the health systems. And that's because doctors who have our independent practice, that practice still has ancillary services. And the benefit of the ancillary service is that revenue, the margin of that, uh, of that service goes back to benefit the entire practice. So that when the doctors look at their personal compensation level, it's not only what the doctor produces, but it's what the practice produces as a whole gets distributed as well. So doctors in private practice still have benefits. That benefit is shown in the paycheck as mm-hmm. well as the, everything else, the hard work. This has been very helpful and informative. Any other kind of parting thoughts or things we ought to talk about from the data before we wrap up? Uh, well, Nate, first off, I think administrators and physicians, you need to look at the, at, at the data. You need to look at what is the what is the the metrics that are important to your organization, okay, that you can manage a fairly sophisticated large organization with, if you choose the, a few very critical metrics and manage those on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis to watch the trends. 
so you can identify problems before they've actually manifest themselves and deal with them as an administrative uh, methodology and deal with it early on when you can have the greatest control to impact the practice. But good management requires good data. That it does. It's the whole point of this podcast. Dave, it's so great to be with you today, and great to be live in Austin. Thanks, my friend. Nate, thank you for inviting me.